Hi guys, this is TJ. Just letting you know we're doing something a little bit different this episode. Destiny is actually going to take the role of spiritual director for me, and we are going to do a little mini spiritual direction session for our podcast here. I say many because typically a spiritual direction session is about 45 minutes to an hour average. Um, so we're not quite going that full time. But also, I cut out a lot of the pauses, waiting on God, thinking. We cut out the, the time of silence at the beginning. So just because it sounds like I didn't take a lot of time to think or to wait on God, I'm just cutting that out because listening to Perfect Silence uh, is not very compelling for a podcast. So, hit the music. Okay, welcome to another episode of Videopod. I'm TJ Stone. And I am Destiny Love. Hey there. And today we're going to do something a little bit different. The next couple episodes, we're going to be doing little mini spiritual direction sessions with each other. So we're hitting record after a little five minutes of silence to just kind of hit reset. And we're just going to jump right in to kind of model what we've been learning and doing here the last couple of years. So I'm going to be in the hot yeah. seat. I think I'm going to be in the hot seat today. And Destiny's going to play director. And we're just going to do this thing. Yes. And let's do it. It's so not the hot seat either, guys. <laughs> we do hear that a lot, though, the hot seat. All right. So, TJ, good morning. Good morning. So tell me a little bit about your five minutes. You were able to just have that silent time yeah what usually, came up for usually i can drop into it pretty quickly i found the majority of my time just trying to unburden the franticness of like i intentionally i knew i didn't have to take my daughter to work which she usually has to work mm -hmm. at 7 a.m so i gotta get up like it's six something before 6 30 to get her to work and then go to the gym and then usually i got work meetings and things i had a pretty clear morning uh so i decided to sleep in but then I kept hitting snooze and then i woke up late and i was like shoot we're doing this recording at nine o'clock here i am stumbling out of bed 8 15 and it takes me a process to wake up uh you okay wouldn't, you wouldn't want to put a microphone right in my face as soon as i get out of bed so <laughs> Uh, so then there's the franticness of that. And then I was like, yes, I'm going to be on time. And then my computer did not like me and I had to do some troubleshooting and we ended up being a little late into this thing anyway. So the franticness of that, I had to kind of spend about three quarters of my time unraveling before I could really drop into the, the stillness. Mm -hmm. And, and then I really desired that stillness once I got there to be longer but I know we're on time constraints because I have a dentist appointment right after this, which I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> yeah. But I think just the franticness of the pace of since coming back, you know, we both have to drive from our, we did our final class in Atlanta. 
We're both now certified spiritual directors. Yay. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't get back till late Monday. And then I had people at my house that were unexpectedly there to congratulate me, which was really nice. Nice. But also I had to go from, you know, which I enjoy. I just had to keep keep my mind engaged that much longer to just kind of be with them, make them feel like they were appreciated and seen. And and then after I have any kind of people interaction, it just, it, it fills me up to where then I got to take more, <laughs> more time to unwind before I can actually go to bed. And then I had a super early morning every morning this week. And it's just been a very busy mm -hmm. week with all of my irons in the fire. So I, yeah. I really sense the desire for rest, the desire to find pockets of rest. Because um, mm -hmm. I feel like... How do you... So what is... Go ahead. Well, I just feel like... I what does that a, look like? The desire or... No, the what, rest. What does the rest look like in the midst of the day-to-day? I still have been finding my few minutes here and there to, to, you know, meditate, be still, and those are helpful. But then I usually quickly have been finding myself having to get back into the frantic frenzy, and it's hard to. It's it's like, it's like teleporting from one world to the next with no transition, and then having to teleport right back. But really wishing you could stay in, in the world that you were at for 10 minutes. <laughs> but then having to come right back. It's it's like, you know, getting a little bit closer to heaven and then having to be pulled drastically back to earth and immediately have people asking you to do things. <laughs> oh, wow. It's just disorienting, I think. Uh-huh. And when there's not like a buildup and a build down and I'm just having to really intentionally cut out this time, but then I don't have a whole lot on either side to kind of transition in and out of it. It's just like, okay, I'm glad I got the time, mm -hmm. but, but now I'm even somewhat more disoriented than I was without the time in, in some ways, in some ways not, in some ways more, more centered going back into it. I think it's more helpful to have taken the time than to have not taken the time. And I am still, fighting to try and get the time most every day there's actually since september only been i can count on one hand the number of days i just by the time i had the time it was time to go to bed <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh so for the most part i've been pretty good about getting at least five minutes a day so one of the things while we were doing our five minutes was the be still and know be still and know i wonder does that have any relationship to kind of what you're experiencing or well that's you know that's one of my favorite centering verses and and is you know, it yeah well it's you know i think i think danny our, our instructor even said this at one point it's kind of like you can wrap up the entire contemplative spiritual life in that verse because it's be still and know that mm. i am god so that's the entirety of it but the idea is to gradually strip away pieces so it's okay be still and know that i am be still and know 
then it's just right. be, be still. And then the ultimate, like, I think spiritual goal is to just learn to be. And that's kind of like my, nice. my signpost that I, I lean towards. And it's funny, I went immediately from this uh, program to doing an eight-week class on Peter Scazzaro's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which quotes yes. a lot of the books and things that we've already been learning. And the the so Tuesday night, my wife and I, we were in this class with these groups of people that we don't know, and we're just learning. Added this new church, so this is one of our first connecting opportunities. And I find myself not trying to be, but just kind of, I don't know if it's just my nature or just the, the journey I've been on the last couple of years. It's just like right. the people leading the table, you know, they're trying their best. But there's like things that I can't help but share <laughs> that I've learned, you know. And, and then it mm -hmm. ends up being this weird dynamic where I'm not trying to steal their thunder. I'm not trying to teach anybody anything. I'm just sharing what my experience has been. But then it kind of almost feels like this push-pull of, oh, I can only say so much because they're only going to understand so much where they're at. And I can kind of relatively size up as much as you can in two meetings with people, kind of relatively where I feel like they're at in their journeys. And, you know, I can't push them to be any further. And just because they hear my experience, it's not going to be their experience. And, and trying to learn the spiritual maturity of that, and being with people, this is my first real experience, being with people who are on the journey, or they wouldn't be in this class in the first place. Um, but but in, in our last class, Tuesday night, they, they lingered on that verse, and it was like a group discussion question about, because apparently, and I know this to be true of myself before a few years ago, uh, being still is very hard for people. Being quiet, most people are very uncomfortable with that until they make it a regular routine and practice. And it's just the uncomfortability. It resonates with me of how uncomfortable so many people feel in their own skin. And I know I used to feel that way because, you know, the self-critic, the you should be doing this, the all the unmet goals, unmet expectations, usually that were imposed on myself, that stuff is very easy to flood in. Now with practice, I find it much easier to not have to fight those thoughts so much. And that actually it's not helpful to fight the thoughts. Just let them be. And then they won't linger around as long as they used to. But but the natural, the natural fixer in me, you know, wants to tell all these people these things. And I'm like, you know, they just got to. They just got to lean into it. They got to figure it out for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've seen how the telling people has gone in our own personal lives. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, I don't wonder... appreciate being told things either, for the most part, unless it really resonates. Mm -hmm. I wonder how that the be still and know that scripture um how have you, you know, seen that just playing out even maybe even in that group you were in? Do you see any relationship there? 
Well, we're just getting to know each other, but what what they've been starting the class with, and it seems like this revolutionary thing, even from the the like the two kind of care pastor people who are kind of leading from the stage before we do our little group things. Mm-hmm. Um, they start the day, uh, the first week with a minute of silence. And even the, the leaders, I can tell they live a very frantic pace in which it's hard for them to even sit in the minute of silence. And then the second week they did two minutes. So I'm, I'm guessing we're just adding a minute every week is, is mm-hmm. what the trend seems to be. And it seems so hard for even the people leading this thing who've been pastors for, you know, 15 years. And Which is interesting because you shared it was hard for you today. Yes, yeah, not usually hard for me. I think, I think when I'm going immediately from frenzy without any transition down into downtime and then immediately back into frenzy, it's hard it's hard knowing that going into quiet, my quiet time, that it's hard not to be distracted on what I know's on the other side of that quiet time, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It's almost warring against the, the space that I've intentionally set to not be in the frenzy. And some days it's easier than others. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that I just noticed those two things that one thing you're sharing is how the people leading just kind of your thoughts and then just kind of where you are, which is really interesting. I wonder, do you see any relationship or, um, or just what comes up for you in those two things? Well, what's interesting is when I'm, when I've known that this class is a thing and I know what I'm going there to do and I have like a 20 minute drive to get there and driving as long as it's not like ridiculous, like scary traffic driving is typically kind of hypnotic and almost therapeutic for me. Cause it's, it's a way I can kind of precondition myself and kind of center myself. Yes. I have a lot of my best God moments driving. Um, so I think the drive there almost kind of prepares me and I have no problems just dropping right into, you know, the stillness, the quiet, uh, when I'm going to that class, um, Mm -hmm. similarly to our, our class. I mean, I knew I was going there. I knew we were probably going to start with quiet and silence and it's, I think it's all about expectation, but when I don't know when I'm going to have the time, I kind of resist, and and a lot of my schedule makes it hard to, you know, because some days I got to be up really, really early and don't have a lot of lead time. So I got to kind of find my quiet time throughout the course of a regular day. Mm -hmm. I think not knowing when it's coming doesn't allow me to kind of precondition myself as much, especially on very busy days, which I've had a number of since coming back. Oh, absolutely. I can imagine too for um, yeah, just all that's going on. So the frantic is just kind of what 
that's coming up for you, just how that's been playing out. Yeah. And also I'm, I'm about to go, I don't like going to the dentist. I had a filling come out this weekend, uh, brushing with too hard of a brush. I think that I, I use as a travel brush, it's got harder bristles and I guess it's uh -huh. not as good on the fillings. So, and I already had a filling come out like a year ago and I was just, you know, with COVID, I didn't want to deal with all that mess if I could live with it. But this one is more troublesome than the other one. So, and it's a new dentist. It's actually going to be good because my old dentist was an hour away where I used to work. Um, yeah. Just cause of dentist hours, you know, you can't get to one hardly and work <laughs> unless you take off. Uh, and I didn't want to have to keep driving an hour just to go to the dentist. And we needed to set up one closer to the house anyway. So this has just been something that's just got moved up on the to-do list. But I hate, I hate people messing around in my mouth and okay. drilling stuff and putting in stuff. And it's just a very, eh, I don't like it. But <laughs> I understand why you can be feeling some frantic. Yes. Especially today with the dentist and all. Yeah. And then we have a, a dinner at at the the bigger church that we're now affiliated with that we've been in our foster care program. It's a foster parent appreciation uh, dinner. So hopefully the oral anesthetic is not making me like, you know, biting my inside of my mouth out like it usually does after I try and eat after <laughs> being numbed. So you got all types of thoughts going on that could be added to this frantic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with the stillness, let's just talk about how that's been um do you feel like there's any invitation or I think it's just gone. Yeah. And also doing all the things, <laughs> all the things. I think I have to be intentional about training my mind to take, take that feeling of the stillness, the, the, you know, the renewal, the refreshing, the connecting with God and let that be the spirit that I move into and don't just immediately embrace the frenzy and the frantic mm. once I'm out of that space. Oh. That, that's going to take some practice because I, I so sec, I'm so accustomed and this is a little bit of the, the organizer in me, even though I'm not always perfectly on time. I do set specific periods of time for specific things and I kind of, you know, calendarize my life that way. And if it ain't on the calendar, it ain't happening. So maybe, maybe I need to start, maybe I need to actually start looking at the day ahead and actually blocking off that time, just like I would for a meeting or something and say, this is okay. This is going to be the quiet time. Then maybe I can ease into it and ease out of it a little better than just trying to catch it when I can catch it. Hmm. So being more intentional with your time of quiet and rest. 
Yeah, because for a while, you know, I was doing the classic Christian quiet time first thing in the morning and doing my little mm -hmm. de devotional. But then it started to just be a checkoff list and it stopped being refreshing and renewing. And it was just another thing I had to do. And so I felt mm -hmm. almost called to put it off. And then here lately, I've just been all about embracing the quiet no matter when it was, but I haven't had like mm -hmm. a set. I mean, my, my daughter's just started working like a really early job about a month and a half ago. And I'm usually the one who has to take her to work. So it's hard when I'm getting up at six o'clock in the morning or six fifteen, whatever to get her to work on time in traffic to take the early morning time. And then by the time I, you know, pop by the gym, come back shower, it's time to do work stuff right so the early morning rhythm isn't working as a quiet time and i find if i wait to the very end of the day it's kind of like well this would have been helpful 10 hours ago you know <laughs> yes <laughs> interesting i love yeah yes the morning the morning is it's something about it i guess because it's the start of the day huh yeah i mean that would be my preferred time it's just the schedule that I'm currently having to embrace kind of wars against that. And, yeah. and I've found I have to, I've already made the decision to, I'm going to the gym at least three days a week, Monday through Friday. You know, I, I pick which days are more agreeable with my work meetings and stuff to do that. And with my wife's mm -hmm. schedule, but you know, I need that. And that is just as much a centering time for me too. Um, Mm -hmm. restoring my physical body and they and my gym has this hydro bed have you been in a hydro bed mm -mm. it is amazing you, you just lay down on it and it like goes in waves of like water <clears throat> underneath the thing that just goes all up and down your spine and your legs and does it for nice. seven, seven minutes and that has become like a meditation space for me and they also have a massager chair, which is like shiatsu massage with the little yes. things that go around. And you can do that for 10 minutes. So on a good day, when I have time, I do both those things. So I get 17 minutes of extra kind of quiet reflection massaging time on top of whatever I do with quiet time. So it's those are good days when I get to do both those things. And I wonder two things stand out for me, the frantic and then your schedule. So like when you hear those two words, realities, what kind of comes to mind or? Well, there is a certain aspect of I keep my own schedule. So to a degree, you know, I'm creating the frantic because I, I could parse things out a little more in some some things is hard because when you're trying to line up multiple people's schedules, you just got to take what works. But um, I do feel maybe a call to be more intentional with how I spread out things while I still get that opportunity to do that. That might may not always be my, you know, the gift mm -hmm. um, that I have to do that. Um being How does more, that feel? That feels 
kind of un unburdening. It feels uplifting in a way. It's it's I can kind of lay lay down some of the expectation, the weight that comes with you know having to do all the things all the time. Mm -hmm. And cram them into one day. There's there's more days. <laughs> some things yeah. can, some things can wait a day or two. I'm the kind of guy that once I realize something needs to get done and I can, I can get it done. Let's just get it done. Ah, but it's not okay. always helpful to tr when there's a lot of things that need to get done to just pile them all on top of one another. Gotcha. So it feels a little bit uplifting in that you have the control of your schedule. Yeah, that's that's empowering i think to to think of it that way it's like you know there's this old parable that says we create the hells that we're in you know we, interesting we, we create our own hell or our own heaven here based on mm -hmm. our our choices and how we choose to use our energy and spend our time and frame our perspective i think that's true hmm so I guess I feel called to create more of my own heaven instead of my own hell. Here. Yes. Ooh. I want you to, let's pause and just sit with that for a moment. Creating your own heaven. Huh. What does that look like? Well, I think it's a call to this kingdom way of living right because because i think the kingdom of of god the kingdom of heaven is not only something to come but it's something that we're manifesting now through our lives through our connection with god and it's connected to our choices it's connected to how we spend our time it's connected to who we put our time into and mm -hmm. what we put our time into I think being more intentional about what is going to, you know, this idea of consolation, desolation, what is bringing me closer to God, what is taking me further away from God. I think the things that I fill my schedule and my calendar with, I would like more things to be bringing me closer to God mm. than further away from God. Because the things that bring me nice. further, further away from God are emptying my cup. And the things that bring me mm. closer to God are filling my cup. And if there's more things that are oh, wow. it than filling it, at a certain point, the cup's going to get empty. Hello. So when you look at that dynamic in your schedule, what are you seeing? I, I need to lose a few desolations and add a few more consolations and, and try, <laughs> try, try and get that equation on the right side where there's still a positive number on the equal side. Nice. I love just to think of it like that. Your schedule of, you know, being intentional to add things in that you know, to draw you closer to God and fill your cup. Yeah. Whoa. That sounds like a dream life. Yeah. Well, and I, I have the ability to do that, at least in this season. I may not always have. Yeah. It may not. I, I think I'll always have that ability. I don't think it'll always be as easy as it is right now, but I'm, 
I'm making it not easy by taking on too many difficult things that deplete my my energy without refilling. So I think I just need to be intentional about looking at the things that I'm doing, uh, mm-hmm. the interactions that I'm scheduling and having, and and being honest about you know what's filling the cup and what's mm-hmm. what's not, and try and get on the right side of that equation so that I still have some life force at the end of the day and feel like I'm not just living to be an empty vessel. Ah, I really, really love to hear that. So when you think about your next step is the dentist, the dentist in stillness, how, how, how? (laughs) Well, well, I got to be still at the dentist, right? They don't like you squirming, worming around, so... (laughs) It's interesting dynamic, right? And yeah. I'm and I'm sharing this because even for listeners, right? That there's this concept of this outward stillness, right? But we know that inside is what's way more important as it relates to the stillness. So it's not just this physical stillness. Yeah. 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 In, inside, I might be listening to that drill. And being like, oh, my God, what are they doing to me? And how is this going to feel uh-huh. in two, two hours when the anesthesia wears off? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why I listen. I listen to podcasts when I go to the dentist or uh, a book okay. or an audio book. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm going to be doing. I might listen to a sermon or something that I've missed. Just to reset my mind. So my mind is disassociating from what, I, and I, I preconditioned dentist. I tell them, you know what? I know y'all like to like talk to people when our mouths are all like hanging open. And then we got, you got, I'm like, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> you ask me right. exactly what you need and I will comply as best as I can understand you, but I'm not going to have a whole conversation with my mouth drooling open. And me trying not to pay attention to what you're doing. And I ain't even going to open my eyes. So don't ask me nothing where I got to open my eyes. Because I don't want to know what's going in my mouth until it's done. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to make myself more anxious than I need to do. I already know I don't like nothing that you're going to be doing. But it needs to be done. So let's just have this pre-agreement that this is what this relationship is. And I'll be more than happy to talk to you on the front end or the back end. As best as I can with my mouth numb. <laughs> Interesting. So one thing you shared earlier was this empowerment of stillness and then living out of that place, which is a beautiful concept. What does that look like at the dentist? That is an excellent question. Hopefully it looks like... We can ask, of course... You know we can ask now. That's we can ask God if you want to just take a moment and ask him what that looks like. Maybe it looks like med- getting there a few minutes early, meditating for five minutes in the car before I go in, so I've kind of reset my mind and I can just kinda ease into it, you know, pop in 
pop in a sermon in my earbud and just let them know, okay, I'm going to be listening to this. So if there's something you need, just nudge me. (laughs) I'll try and comply. And just let it be. Rest in it. Rest in what what it is. Not all experiences are going to be awesome. But I've had feelings before, uh, more than I'd like to count. And, uh, you know, it'll be fine at the end of the day. I want you to pause for just a second and close your eyes. And I want you to imagine the dentist room and then just ask God, where is he? This may be even something to do during. Hmm. I feel like he's sitting in that kind of far left corner where they usually have like a chair that nobody's ever sitting in. Yeah. I don't even know why. Oh, wow. Because the patient's never there. We're always sitting in the big, you know, prop up chair. Mm-hmm. And if there's ever an assistant, they're not sitting in that chair. They're standing up over you doing the things with the doctor. Exactly. So what's that chair for? There's always a chair in the corner where you can see it from your, if you open your eyes, like I don't tend to do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he's in the chair. Maybe he's just saying, you know, you got this thumbs up. I'm here. It'll be all right. Just ease into yeah. my spirit. And embrace mm. the moment for what it is. Yeah. I wonder and, what it would be like for you, for you to ask him to come closer. Hmm. Oh, maybe yeah. he's one of the people just leaning over me. Mm. Or, or maybe he's thought- maybe he's in the bright light that they shine right in your eyes and your face when they're <laughs> messing around in there. You know, the thing they kind of pull over you and it's really bright. Maybe he is the light. Mm. I wonder, so of course you're going to have to fill me in because I wonder are any of these thoughts, um, would they be helpful while you're there? So I look forward to hearing about it. Yeah, I, I Um, I think they will be. Thank you. I'm glad. Yes. Glad we did this before my stressful dentist experience. I know. I know. And, so keep and me posted. Keep us posted. There's a metaphor there too, because it's like I have two gaping holes in my teeth right now. Right? So I will actually be more filled, literally, <laughs> with fillings uh, and more whole as a person on the other end of this experience than I am going into this experience. So I feel like I'd like to embrace more experiences where that's true in one way or another, mm-hmm. even if they're scary, which the dentist is always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, till next time, I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for allowing me to practice as your spiritual director. Yeah, thank you for uh, going there with me. Why don't you close us out? So, guys, until next time, we are here at Idiopod. You can find us on social media. And we look forward to our next session, possibly. 
session. But definitely our next episode. Have a great one. Bye.